Do it now. How are you? Jamie, please. The ripping and the tearing. There's no words on it. There's no words there. What's the matter? Coming to you live from Arcane Sublevel 7, it's Talk is Cheap. Now here's your host, Dan Hofeld. Oh, hell no. Welcome to Talk is Cheap, where cheap is talk and talk is cheap. I'm your host, ladies and gentlemen, Dan Hofeld. Thank you so much for joining me today, live Tuesday, April 9th, 2019. We're here live every Tuesday. 1 p.m. Central, 2 p.m. Eastern, 11 a.m. Pacific. So I want to let you guys know right off the bat here, since I just mentioned the times, next week I will not be here live at this time. I will be at a conference for work. Uh, Pete's going to be there. So I was like, hey, Pete, since we're going to be together at the same place, let's do a show together. And he said, hell yeah, we're going to do it from that, our hotel room there. So uh, Monday night, we're going to probably film I'm going to check the hotel bandwidth. If it's decent, we'll try to do it live. If it ain't, which I'm guessing it won't be, it's, <laughs> it is hotel. Uh, we'll uh, pre do a pre-record and then maybe I'll just schedule it for Tuesday, 1 p.m. We'll see how it goes. Either way, you'll get your show next week. Just to let you know that, give you a heads up. Uh, last week, I had a great show with Carrie Walker from Alice Eats the Apple. She was on the show a couple, two, three weeks ago it was. Uh, we talked about some disclosure stuff, the Luis Elizondo stuff. I think this is very important your slash now um big stuff there on the front you know how is this going to play out evil alien thing or are they going to is the alliance going to come in and make it a good thing we'll see how that plays out i just want to call it you know play by play here as we go through it but uh she hasn't released that video yet i'll uh get it up to you as soon as she does either through facebook uh or twitter and I, maybe i'll just add it to the playlist of uh talk is cheap as well um, just to get it out there. A uh, big show, uh, no phone calls today. We've got a lot to cover, so I don't want to sidetrack on that. But I want to talk about the elephant in the room before we get into this stuff. Um, OBDM, our Big Dumb Mouth podcast. I love them, those guys over there, Mike and Joe. They're awesome. Mad respect for them. A couple of years ago, they asked me to come on and talk about the TR3B patent. Uh, for whatever reason, our schedules didn't work out. So I never got to go on that show, but I started listening to him. I was like, oh, this is pretty good stuff here. Uh, they had a soundboard on there with all this like funny, uh, obviously, uh, the clips. Um, I liked them so much, I started incorporating them into this show. But uh, I guess little did I know that's kind of frowned upon in the podcast community. I mean, this is news to me because I thought a drop is a drop. No big deal. Um, I don't want to step on anybody's toes here. So what I want to do is start removing some of these and getting them replaced. Um, obviously, I can't get rid of all of them. I mean, because there's Alex Jones, there's Trump. I mean, how does that work? Nobody has rights to Trump's voice. And I know, he's, Mike, you're not saying that. But, uh, you know, there's going to be some overlap, and I think you understand that as well. But I want to start, you know, cleaning those out. I do like the Springfield pervert one. So, <laughs> so I, had, I really don't want to get rid of that one either. But I'm going to start replacing these. If you guys have any suggestions to uh, get those replaced, please email me. K2D4network at gmail.com. You know, if you have the link to the YouTube thing and I can just cut it out, uh, try to get some of these replaced. Um, Mike, what am I going to say? You guys, you were a big influence for me. And I think what happened is I started focusing so much on your podcast, listening to it week after week, I started developing a lot of that taste. 
And, you know, that goes for any podcast I listen to. If it's Alex Jones, Coast to Coast, you start picking up on stuff. And if, a matter of fact, I was listening to Trump's speech and uh, you and I was like, oh, that's a pretty cool clip. I want to cut that out. I listened to your show. Well, you cut it out. So I don't know how, like, I think our minds are starting to get synced together. And I think the best way to probably try to get rid of that, I'm just going to have to, like, quit watching your show. And it's not like it's a sour thing. It's um for respect. I don't want to, like, start paralleling each other. I mean, your fans came on this on the last video I put up, started rallying against me. I didn't. I don't mean any harm by any of this, by any means. I just want to have fun on this show. Talk about the truth, get the truth out. Heavy topics. I think it was awesome to have a soundboard to try to like do that buffer, especially when you're talking about some of this heavy, heavy stuff. So I think with that being said, I'll just, like I said, remove them as I go. It's not going to be overnight. It's going to take some time out of respect for you because I appreciate what you do. Uh, definitely an influence in what I do. And um, we'll just go from there like and the idea is like so if we're paralleling each other right now that we start branching off and uh start going our separate ways obviously you know you had your thing and i kind of came on board so maybe just me branch off whatever i don't want to make a big deal out of it this is drama stuff it gets very heavy very deep i just i'm just here to have fun talk about the news whatever we'll go our separate ways but thanks a lot for um you know giving me a different side of the coin there of the way to do presentations. I think you are a lot better speaker than I am. Um, so there was a, definitely a lot to learn from you. So enough said there. Let's move on. I want to get to today's top story, ladies and gentlemen. Yes, this is huge. This is on Washington Examiner. I'm going to play a Fox News clip here as well. Devin Nunes locked and loaded eight criminal referrals ready, including three target targeting conspiracy and global leaks. This is huge, folks, because we've been waiting for the hammer to drop. We, you know, the Russia collusion thing was going on. We were getting a little upset because it just kept going on and on and on. Trump was kind of like laying back. We're like, why isn't he attacking? Why isn't he locking her up? I think we're going to start. This is going to be the start of this. You know, who's it going to start with? You know, maybe Strzok uh, from the FBI, Peter Strzok. Comey, James Comey of the FBI. We're going to start seeing some of these people go down, I think, here. It's going to be a great, great thing. So Representative Devin Nunes, uh, Republican from California, announced Sunday he is ready to send eight criminal referrals to the Justice Department next week related to the origins of the Trump-Russian investigation. We prepared this week to notify the Attorney General that we're preparing to send those referrals over and brief him if he wishes to be brief. This is so awesome. It's freaking about time. Do it now. That person ensnared in his, uh, the people ensnared in his eight person referral may not be all of them. So this is a kind of a little nod here that, okay, there's eight people here, but there might be more subgroups under this that we're gonna bring down. This is gonna be so big, so huge. Nunez did not disclose any names, but he did break down three categories in which they fall. Crimes are lying to Congress, misleading Congress, and leaking classified information, Nunez says. Ooh, maybe we're getting into some of the server stuff? Uranium One, maybe? I guess this is pertaining more to the Russia collusion. But this is, like I said, folks, this is just the start. I can't wait for uh, the hammer to be dropped here. And I want to play this clip from... Fox News. 
and dry, very simple, could be prosecuted uh, in a short amount of time. How many people is this capturing? You've got eight referrals. Several people lied to Congress. Several people also apparently misled the FISA court. And I want you to explain how they misled the FISA court. But first, tell us, how many people is this capturing? Can you give us any names on this? I'm not prepared to give any names, but I think most people that have followed uh, Russiagate uh, for a long time, they know a lot of the names. But there's five that are straight up, five names. Uh, then there are, when you, when you get to yeah. the leaks, we don't know. We think there's only a few people behind these leaks, but there could be multiple people. So on the leak, the global leak uh, referral, when you look at the conspiracy, I mean, that could get up to a dozen, two dozen people. So, wow. you know, for example, we don't know all the people that are involved. Look, we know Strzok and Page, and we know their involvement because they've been interviewed. But, you know, there's Indeed. other people that were above Strzok and below Strzok that have That's not been interviewed. So we don't know uh, if they're involved in this conspiracy or not. But, yeah. you know, one of the things that has been great is, we, is we've had so many whistleblowers, so many people over the last two and a half years that have come, great Americans who have come and said, look, Look, this isn't right, and you guys have to get to the bottom of it. And it's been it's been an unbelievable uh, investigation that we've undertaken. Uh, but I think one that has been quite fruitful, so that we can put the United States on the road to recovery to get over this this manufactured hope. Perfect. Look at that. Might call what we're going to see some stuff. This is going to be huge, folks. This is definitely the start of what we've been waiting for. Where they say, "Get your popcorn." The hammer's about ready to drop. So looking forward to that. Obviously, he said this, but I want to emphasize it. People that have followed Russiagate for a long time, they know a lot of the names. So awesome. I think this is actually going to trickle into Hillary and Obama, and it's, it's going to come down beautifully, folks. We've been waiting for this for a long time. And yes. Stop whining. So for the, with that being said, Let's just transition over to our next big story. The Rippin' and the Tarrant. This is huge. TV producer sues CIA scientists in bid to end UFO secrecy and expose a secret project to develop anti-gravity technology. In the Californian lawsuit, Bob Kivat claims he was unpaid for shadow work he did for the CIA scientist. Ron Pendolfi, folks. Ron Pendolfi. Remember him? I had Grant Cameron on the show, and he always talked about Ron Pendolfi. I was like, who is this guy? He's involved in a lot of this the UFO stuff. And uh, they always mention the portals. Grant Cameron was talking about the portals that he was involved in. So... He was on paid for the work he did for Ron Pandolfi and research firm InterNASA. That's what it was called, InterNASA. TV producer has launched a lawsuit in a bid to end UFO secrecy within the United States government and expose a secret anti-gravity project. Bob Kavat, who also helped make television shows on Alien and Paranormal, has filed a lawsuit in California against CIA scientist Ron Pandolfi and his former employers, InterNASA. He claims that Ron Pandolfi ran the agency's X-File style weird desk dealing with extraterrestrial visitors. Hmm. Interesting. Cocaine. Kivat is seeking 230,000 pounds. That's just roughly $300,000. In unpaid wages, he claimed InterNASA and advanced physics firm owes him, according to his lawsuit filed in Orange County, in a bid to fund his historical 
lawsuit, he launched a GoFundMe page. He also hopes his legal case will prize open the inner workings of the CIA's alleged disinformation campaign, which he said is designed to confuse the public about UFOs by mapping, or excuse me, by manipulating researchers. So you always hear this uh, disinformation leaks out there. They put stuff out there to the public to throw something else off so they don't question what else is going on over here. Look over here so you don't look here. And it's just another confirmation to that. So he joined InterNASA in January 2018 after Chief, Chief Executive Joe Fromage told him they had secret funding and CIA backing for a gravity control machine. Hmm. Aliens? Kavat was tasked with overseeing InterNASA Studios, which Fromage envisioned as a news and entertainment ent entity, which would inform the public about the implications of his discovery. So I think that they were planning on, this was 2008, so we're talking about a year ago, January. This was kind of put into place to maybe start informing the public about what's going on, kind of the soft disclosure thing. Uh, we know that the Luis Elizondo stuff is doing that, but this was another front, I think, that was going to be more their way of giving the news to people. So very, very interesting stuff. I wonder how this will unfold. You know, is it going to be like, we got anti-gravity, uh, here it is. Um, I don't know. That At some point, this stuff's going to be public. Uh, there's so many peer-to-peer uh, um, -peer scientists um, that aren't in the mainstream. They're going to start div uh, diving into this stuff, and we know it. So they're trying, they have to get ahead of the narrative. Like the whole thing with the bases on the backside of the moon. They have to get ahead of that narrative in order to say, okay, yeah, there's something there. Because otherwise, we're just going to get up there and there's going to be all these bases. It's like, oh, NASA, you never said that these things were here. And it's like, there. this is so weird how this has to drop because oh, it's so, it's I'm beyond words. I can't even like comprehend myself. So with that, I want to give a shout out to the chat. Before we go to the next story, thank you guys for watching live. Shane Goodwin says uh, they were trying to recreate what Bob Lazar was trying to explain, maybe. That's a good point. You got uh, these people in these projects. People say, there's a lot of people that say Bob Lazar isn't legit. I believe he's legit. But again, this is just many, many multifaceted sides here when they're trying to uh, do this. Hey, proud Texas lady. Great to have you on board. So, let's move on to our next topic. Shall we? I think so. You're not a nice person. Okay. These auroras, alien invasion, question mark? No, just a Northern Lights experiment. This was done in Norway. The Northern Lights were forecast to be weak over the Norway Friday night, but two rockets launched by NASA created a much bigger show for hundreds of miles. The rockets were launched two minutes apart from the 
Andoya Space Center in Norway as part of an experiment to study the auras. Two tracer chemicals were used. Excuse me, two tracer chemicals were released from the rockets in the Earth's ionosphere about 200 miles up and created colorful, bright clouds, which helped researchers track and follow, uh, flow particles in the northern lights. NASA says the chemicals pose no threats to residents. Are you sure about that? It can happen. The photos of the colorful clouds are spectacular, but you have to check out the video taken, and we're going to show that in a second. So looking at the photos here, I mean, if you were out there minding your own business in Norway and you've seen this, you're going to, that's something, that's an anomaly, folks. It's like, wow. So for the folks listening on the podcast, we basically got a blue cloud, and below that we got a bunch of different lighter blue orbs below it. And then below that, there's some squiggly tan lines. It almost kind of looks like a jellyfish type thing. There's two of these, two separate rockets. So when this happened, a lot of people were panicking. They're like, what is this? They called into the police department. They said, aliens are here. Oh my God. And uh, it created a big, big controversy. So I think this was kind of, in a way, an actual experiment to see how the public's going to react. And when you think about some of this stuff, you think of Operation Bluebeam. You know, if, if, if they get outraged about that, how are they going to react to when they see UFOs up, up there like that? Maybe a massive mothership, whatever. I kind of think it was a test, to be honest. I'm going to play the video here. Now, this is a time lapse. It goes really fast. It didn't go that fast. But, uh, yeah, just drop through and then spread over. Kind of crazy. But it's one of those things where it's like, you know, there's something there. Is it a test? I don't know, folks. Come again. Could be. Like I said, I think they're always watching to see how the public reacts to some of this stuff. Tyler says in the chat, they're testing us. It's, yeah, Shane said it's the jellyfish from Shark's Tale. <laughs> yeah. So I think let's do one more story before we take a break. And then we'll uh, come out on the other end. Bunch of cowards. All right. Jury rules Roundup was a substantial factor in causing man's cancer. 70-year-old who sprayed 6,000 gallons of weed killer to combat poison oak on his 56-acre property triumphs against Monsanto. This is a huge, huge, uh, I'll say micro victory because it's still got a little ways to go yet. But the fact that this is actually being talked about now, you always heard Roundup is bad for you. And now that's actually starting to get looked at here. Roundup herbicide was a significant factor that caused a man's cancer, a San Francisco jury ruled today. The verdict is the second blow against manufacturer Monsanto, now bearer, less than a year after the first trial that came to the same conclusion in August 2018. Edwin Hardman, 70, of Santa Rosa, California, has non-Hodkin's lymphoma, a cancer of the immune system, after using the weed killer to kill poison oak 
and invasive plant on his 56-acre property over the course of 30 years. Hardman told juries the spray routinely got on his skin, holy cow, before he was diagnosed with the disease in 2015. Insane. You know, he's been doing it for 30 years, spraying this weed killer. Some of it gets on your skin. Jury will decide whether the manufacturer knew of the risk the product posed to users, and if so, whether those risks were deliberately concealed. Hardman has undergone six rounds of chemotherapy. Good luck with that, man. He sprayed around 6,000 gallons of Roundup in his 26 years to fight his family's large poison oak problem, which was entering their water supply and hiking trails. He was the first to file a federal complaint against Monsanto, bringing, bringing a lawsuit against the company in 2016, a year after being diagnosed with cancer. Because yeah, you hear about these stories, a lot of people getting cancer. Where does it come from? I think we're being hit from all angles. Now, obviously, the Roundup is one of them. Uh, chemtrails, uh, obviously, microwave energy, 5G, cell towers, all that stuff. You get hit from so many different angles, and it's just such a bombardment on the body. And I think some people do develop, evolve, if you will, a tendency to um, fight some of this stuff. But it's, there's, it's being attacked so much. It's obviously, like when you look at the spike, not to mention also vaccines. Don't forget that. All the crap they put in those things. But he wasn't the first to reach trial. Uh, D. Dwayne Lee Johnson, a terminally ill man also battling non-Hodkin's lymphoma, uh, took the pharmaceutical giant to court last year. Former groundsman Johnson was given weeks to live was awarded nearly 290 million in damages before an appeal saw his sum sliced to 78.5 million pending another appeal so you can get money like that but uh what good does it do if you're dead i mean he can obviously pay his bills off you know give it to his kids if he has any or do whatever with it enjoy life for his last and what can you really do you're probably laid up in a bed at that point but um uh, it's terrible. Jury also found Monsanto acted with malice, oppression, or fraud and should be punished for its conduct. And of course, Bayer said in a statement, we are disappointed with the jury's initial decision, but continue to believe firmly that the science confirms glyphosate-based herbicides do not cause cancer. We are confident in the evidence in phase Two will show that Monsanto's conduct has been appropriate and the company should not be liable for Hardman's cancer. Of course, there's a graph down here for those watching. Uh, basically, two sides of the story here, but the bottom line I want to show here is this, this little paragraph here. It says, full access to studies not possible. And that's because... Pesticide industries claim confidentiality, trade secrets, and intellectual property rights. So they don't want to show any other stuff, so they can't do testing on this and see if that's why it caused the cancer. But they're sure that it didn't cause the cancer. <laughs> do you see what I'm getting at? It's like, it's kind of ridiculous. 
It can happen. And of course, there's a graph here, glyphosate used worldwide. You can see the numbers just skyrocket. And that's the thing, these plants get, uh, they start to get, uh, what's the word, immune? Uh, that's not the right word, but you know what I mean. And it doesn't start to affect them. And then they got to make something stronger and all that stuff. That's kind of why Monsanto made these seeds that's not, not kind of why. That is why they made these seeds that aren't affected by this spray. So, and obviously they make it so they don't uh, reproduce crops after that. You get a one harvest and you got to buy from them again. It's, it's all about control. Very, very crazy, crazy stuff. So with that, I'm going to take a break. Come back. We're going to break some more stuff down here. We've got some chemtrail stuff. NASA shapeshift plane, some news guard, and if time, Arizona police banging down your door. Stay tuned. Talk is cheap. You're listening to Talk is Cheap with Dan Hofeld on the K2D4 Network. Have a comment, question, or topic suggestion? Call our voicemail at 1256-510-5234. That's 1256-510-K2D4. On sale now at the K2D4 Network Store. We have a wide range of shirts to get the message out to the public. The disclosure now with Fist T, break through the wall of suppression. End the cover up with UFO T. Let the public know that there is more going on than we know. And it is time to bring out the suppressed technologies and advanced civilization once and for all. The signature talk is cheap it's time for a disclosure the disclosure slash now t very simple but very effective message it is time to change the world and let's begin right now and last but not least the official k2d4 network shirt support the broadcast and get yours at k2d4network.com Enjoying the show? Consider supporting us by donating to our Patreon. Patreon.com slash K2D4Network. Live from the K2D4Network.com studios, it's Dan Hofeld. Welcome back to the show, ladies and gentlemen. Tuesday, April 9th, 2019. We're live broadcasting, broadcasting, broadcasting worldwide. Uh, so before the break, we were talking about some of the Roundup stuff. on This guy is going to court because it caused cancer. We were just reading in the chat over here. Uh, here. <laughs> Dang it. Here. That Terry said that you can kill weeds with baking soda and vinegar, even lemon juice. It's safe and all natural. So interesting. This says sometimes it takes a little bit longer, but it's not harmful. So there you go. Safe alternative. Look up alternatives. Um, you know, what do you do? It's nasty stuff. I mean, we all want instant gratification sometimes. I want those weeds gone now. So uh, take a look at that stuff. There's alternatives. All right, so the next story here. Um, 
we're going to get into some geoengineering stuff. So back in 2013, David Keith was on uh, the Colbert Report. This is before Colbert ran the Late Show that took over for David Letterman and before he became a weasel and uh, a Trump-hating crazy man. But he makes some damn good points on here. and I, I, I cut sections up out of this. So basically, this David Keith guy wants to spray sulfuric acid, sulfuric acid in the atmosphere and coat it, and this will reflect the sunlight out. And uh, well, they've been spraying aluminum, all that stuff right now, because people have been testing it and finding out that it's there. And these are the ones that linger in the sky. I've talked about them before on the show. But let's, let's play this clip and uh, listen in, because this, this is, like I said, this is before... Uh, Colbert was a weasel that <laughs> he is now. They make some damn good points. How will we save the planet? Because all the people, all the chicken littles out there are saying that the planet is warming up. You don't believe that, do you? I totally believe it. It is warming up. And I've been thinking about, along with many other people, ways to stop it. It is that you could actually spray sulfuric acid in the stratosphere, 20 kilometers over our head, and use that to stop the planet warming up. And it's okay, kind of ugly you, tech fix. You can could, you could spray something into the atmosphere to yes. change. Okay, okay. Spray pollution uh-huh. into the atmosphere to stop it warming. It would have risks. It wouldn't get us out of the long-run need to stop polluting, but it might actually save people and be useful. You'd put, say, 20,000 tons of sulfuric acid uh-huh. into the stratosphere every year uh-huh. and each year you have to put a little more mm-hmm. and this doesn't in the long run mean that you can forget about cutting emissions we will uh-huh. need to rein in no emissions. we'll get to it eventually yeah. but it, uh- so right there crazy just getting the conversation they were they were spraying well before 2013 believe me getting the conversation so they can start acclimating people to this and what's going on done by design folks Meantime, we're shrouding the earth in sulfuric acid. So people are terrified about talking about this Uh because they're scared that it will prevent us cutting emissions. Right, and also that it's sulfuric acid. (laughs) It is. You're bearing the lead. Is there any possible way this could come back to bite us in the ass? (laughs) We put 50 million tons of sulfuric acid in the air now as pollution, and it kills a million people a year worldwide. Okay, and that's good or bad? It's terrible. (laughs) But it'll be better if we put more in. We're talking about 1% of that, a tiny fraction of that. So we should reduce that sulfuric acid. So if it pollution. kills a million people and it's we're only bad. doing 1% more, we're just killing 10,000 more people. You can do math. What? <laughs> See what he did there? He's just kind of, without, without Keith saying it, he's basically saying that it's okay to kill more people. And that Colbert kind of called him out on that. And like I said, this is before Colbert, Colbert was a weasel like he is today. Um, yeah. It is what it is. And it's, oh, it's just a little more, not that big deal. Just get the public acclimated to this stuff. ...to the sulfuric acid after it's sprayed. Does it just stay up there? No, it rains down. Okay. But, it, but as I said, <laughs> it rains down. Okay, okay. It's a tiny addition okay. to what we're already doing. It's happening was- already. You ever look at those planes up there? They have contrails behind them. Maybe all those planes are the contrails. Maybe they're actually spraying chemicals into the atmosphere right now, and Uncle Sam isn't telling us. Seems mm. extremely unlikely. The that fact the United government- States is not telling something to its citizens, that seems extremely likely to me. Read the newspaper. I think they might have your idea already. Good job, Colbert. Before you sold out, love it. That was good. That was real good.
I think they do have his idea, and he's. It's all part of this acclimation process to get the public ready. So when they do drop the hammer and say, "Oh," because now I think there's too much backlash, to be honest, about the chemtrails. Everybody looks up and sees them, and they linger there. People have done studies on it, how bad it is for you. So they're just probably going to keep the whole damn thing quiet. Of all, of course, all in the name to fight global warming, of course. And we got natural news here: global warming data faked by government to fit climate change. Fictions. This is like, you know, some people might not believe in the global warming. I think, I think it's happening, not necessarily global warming, the climate change. All the planets are changing. This is interplanetary climate change. Now, what's causing that? We're on a freaking in space, hurtling through space. We're not in the same spot in space we've been. We don't know what's out there. We could be going through this other belt of different frequency, radiation, whatever you want to call it, that's altering all the planets. They don't want to concentrate on other planets changing their, uh, their atmospheres, the habitats. You know, they were saying that ice is on Mars, and they never said ice was on there before. Slowly, they say stuff like that, but they didn't, they're not going to link it to the climate change thing because it, it affects the narrative. My thing is, you know, like it or hate it, let's just move on, bring out the technologies and say, okay, we don't have to be using fossil fuels. Let's bring out the free energies. The uh, you know they got the TR3Bs and stuff. These ain't the full anti-gravity things, if you will, but they're they're a step in the right direction. And that's where we need to go. Instead, it's like, oh, let's just ignore it and let's tax everybody. And what that's going to do is restrict travel, bring the prices of good, goods up. It's like I hate it when people think that there's no issue with charging a carbon tax. You do that, everything's going to go up. It's going to restrict travel. And then here on Natural News, we got some graphs in a minute I'll show, but it says, now in what might be the largest scientific fraud ever uncovered, NASA and NOAA have been caught red-handed altering historical temperature data to produce a climate change narrative that defies reality. By the way, folks, there's also scientists who are on the other side of the spectrum saying that this is manufactured stuff and that this whole climate change debate is ridiculous. Again, it's not that it isn't happening, it is, but it's happening in our whole solar system. Don't look at that, just look here on Earth. Okay. So here's the proof of the climate change fraud. Here's the chart of U.S. temperatures published by NASA in 1999. It shows the highest temperatures actually occurred in the 1930s, followed by a cooling trend ramping downward to the year 2000. So we got 1930s here. We basically got plus 1.5 at that time, and then it went down quite a bit. We're basically at one here in about the 19, what is that, 45? And then year 2000, it climbed back up a little bit, and we're hitting about 0.9. So that's the actual temperatures that were there, and then they altered that. NASA managed to misleadingly distort the chart to depict the appearance of global warming. So on this chart here, again, we look back at the 1930s. Uh, so let me start, let me just read this paragraph. This new chart, altered, uh, altered chart shows the historical data, especially the severe heat and drought experienced in the 1930s are now systematically suppressed to make them appear cooler than they really were. At the same time, temperature data from the 1970s to 2010 
are strongly exaggerated to make them appear warmer than they really were. This is a clear case of scientific fraud being carried out on a grand scale in order to deceive the entire world about global warming. What's even more interesting is that even the EPA's heat wave index further support the notion that the U.S. was far hotter in the 1930s than it is today. Again, people don't want to talk about the environment itself affecting what happens. Volcanoes give off massive CO2 when they erupt, more than anybody on the planet. Oh, that's different. It's natural, blah, 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 blah. You're listening to natural news from Mike Adams. That's fake news, blah, 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 blah. And it never ends. You got to take what we can get. Try to wake people up. A lot of people ain't going to get this stuff. I know it's a little complicated for some people. But uh, it is what it is. Oh, Terry in the chat says, in, Antarc in Antarctica, the hidden pyramids are being exposed for a reason. So global warming is being blamed. Trump doesn't support global warming either. And I trust our president. I think he knows that it is a false farce. I mean, obviously there's stuff changing, especially when you get pyramids. My thing is like, we go through seasons and stuff. Of course, the temperature changes and rises. It's going to be different. It's like people think, oh, it's got to be this exact same thing. Otherwise, it's not right. And they, I think they brainwash people to the point where it's like if you got a warm day, like we had a nice 70 degrees here in Wisconsin yesterday. It's only down to like 62 right now. You know, typically it's 30, but it's going to hit 30 again this Wednesday for a high. So, oh, that's because your environment's getting infected. Well, we're going through change. Oh, I don't know. You can argue all day about it with some of these people. It just never ends. But they, it's one of those things. Believe what you want to believe. We'll go our way. We know what's right, and we'll, we'll inform you the best you can if you ask, but we're not going to shove it down your throat either because we know that that doesn't wake people up as well. Neo, or Geo Neo 9 as they have created carbon-absorbing trees technology. <laughs> so, yeah. I mean, there's all kinds of technologies. They got advanced technologies to clean the oceans and stuff. They just got to start implementing this stuff. Let's move on to our next article. Jamie. Please. So here's another, what I think, a soft disclosure. NASA announcement, agency reveals transformer plane which can shapeshift in mid-flight. Hmm. It doesn't exist, folks. NASA has developed a shapeshifting aeroplane which has the ability to transform mid-flight, the U.S. Agency, space agency has revealed. And looking at these, obviously these are not real pictures for those watching. But they're the triangle craft. It almost kind of looks like not so much a TR-3B. It's more of a like a stealth bomber. But again, it's obviously just a drawing representation. NASA has worked alongside with researchers from MIT to create new jet, which could make air travel much more efficient. The plane has wings, which are a mixture of stiff and flexible structures, allowing them to change mid-flight, which would make them much more aerodynamic. The wings also much lighter than standard wings as they are made out of lightweight 
lattice framework giving them the density of 5.6 cubic meters 5.6 per cub uh, kilograms per cubic meters excuse me can't talk today Gay! so with that like how does that compare with regular so down here for reference regular wings are made of from rubber have a density of about 1500 kilograms per cubic meter so 1500 versus 5.6 so here we go folks starting to get into the technologies of we have this lighter weight stuff start bringing it out start acclimating the public to this so we can start uh coming up to speed with things and then that, that could start leading into hey we came up with this tr3b it flies because it's lighter and it's got this other material and we found out if you use these uh i don't even remember what they call them fred grace in the chat would know what you call them um the things in each corner they ain't anti-gravity there's something else i can't think of it off the top of my head fred also says Metamaterials, yeah. So, uh, the lighter framework will make flights much, much cheaper and cost-effective, scientists have stated. So here we can start getting cheaper flights, maybe? Will they let this to the public? Or is this cheaper flights for NASA only? Hmm. I don't know about that. Uh, Nicholas Kramer of NASA in Ames in California said we're able to gain efficiency by matching the shape of the loads at different angles of attack you can make any geometry you want in fact that most aircraft are the same shape is because of the expense it's not always the most efficient shape a prototype built by nasa is five meters long and will be able to seat one person now here this is what you want to pay attention to folks these kind of look like a futuristic thingamadur they got the the wings. They, you can tell they're kind of aerodynamic. They got the. They still look like a functional plane. But this is like I said, a step. You know, maybe after this, then they'll start showing TR3Bs. Fred Grace disagrees with me. He doesn't think they're going to come out with TR3Bs. By the way, he says that those things in the corners are plasma generators. I would like to see. Uh, Fred Grace sent me a video. By the way, shout out to you, buddy, of how he developed these and went through it all um pretty mind-blowing stuff like and it seems like it's actually simple when he broke it down but i'd love to see it in action so again shape more futuristic start acclimating that public bring out this technology obviously this isn't a I don't, this doesn't look like a real photo, of course, but it is definitely probably a representation of what they're thinking about. Anyway, it's in this article, so it's an acclamation there. Well, this craft was hand-built, the researchers say in future robots could mass-produce the craft, making it an even cheaper process. Yes. That's the best thing about technology. Things get cheaper, easier, easier to replicate. And people say, oh, you come up with technology, it's going to destroy jobs. It's actually going to create more jobs because you just shift. Like wow, when the Industrial Revolution happened, people were scared of uh, technologies coming out. Oh, they're stealing all our jobs. We can't have that. And, and um, you know, some other cultures actually like ban that stuff and they just they couldn't come up to the standard of living like we got in the United States now because of that. Just go with it. Shift the jobs over. Everybody's going to be happier because you're going to have a higher standard of living. 
you're going to have a more enjoyable job. It's going to be less backbreaking. I think we get too concerned about change sometimes. Change is always happening. We just have to go with it the best we can and make things work. Uh, Steve Jobs made great innovations in Apple on, you know, I love the Mac OS operating system. I always said it on the show. Windows is junk, I think. I love Mac. It's solid. Doesn't have like a lot of the issues. Doesn't constantly update on you. You can actually delay the updates on like Windows. Side issue, what I'm getting at is he saw an issue with the way how hard things were and wanted to make them simpler and came out with a great product, what people love. Um, you know, is that tied, is he tied in with the cabal somehow? I was looking at that the other week too, because Steve Wozniak even admitted, this is a co-founder of Apple back in the day, admitted they put, they, they were like, oh, we, we bought these parts and we're going to put it on, sell it to the, the, uh, computer places for $500. But it's like they had to charge some extra for some reason. Then they decided to charge six, 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 six. So $666 and 66 cents. Well, why would you do that number? Why didn't he do like five, 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 five? It, it doesn't make sense. He kind of just, I guess the interview didn't break any of that down, but why is it there? I don't know. There's so much multifaceted stuff. Is there something where if you're like, like even in, uh, Hollywood, if they deal with all this occult stuff, for some reason, they get all this power and take over stuff. But, uh, yeah. Shane Goodwin in the chat says tech, uh, drone tech is already going down the path of that shape. Highly efficient, apparently. Yeah. Uh, no, uh, more advances. We never thought of the day where you could have a drone. You could sit, fly it out so far because you're seeing that in real time. You know, you think about RC cars, but that's like low technology where you got you can actually hook your phone up and see where the drone is and have real time. Because if it wasn't real time, it'd be hard to fly the damn thing. That's crazy stuff. I always like what we can see of technologies advancing and can actually live in more of a utopian society. Now, can it be used for bad? Yes. But I also have a lot of good stuff here if we navigate it correctly. Bad idea. So let's... uh. Let's go to the next topic. Come on down. I'm a police officer. So, NewsGuard. Oh my God, freaking NewsGuard, folks. This is like, when I saw this, I actually heard this one on Alex Jones and I looked it up and I was like, oofta. They want to start pushing this stuff. So basically, NewsGuard is a plugin. I'll bring it on site and then we'll show the video or on screen here. A plugin you can download. It's available for Safari, Firefox, Internet Explorer, and Chrome. It basically tells you if a news site is reliable, uh, basically what's fake news and what isn't. Trustability. And then we're going to break this down because in this news segment from Russia Today, it comes down to the point where it's, it's opposite. So if they say it's bad, it's actually good. And if it's good, it's actually bad. So let's, <laughs> let's play this clip and listen in. 
In case you didn't know, the words plug in don't only refer to doing this, but the one word option is actually a handy extension for your internet browser. And now there's a great plugin to help you navigate through the world of fake news. It's called NewsGuard. It won't ping up fake news alerts like the anti-virus software when you click on a story link. For now, NewsGuard provides descriptions for news sources, not individual articles or stories. Right here, you can see what it looks like. Are green-red ratings signal if a website is trying to get it right, or instead has a hidden agenda, or knowingly publishes falsehoods or propaganda? So there's a whole rating system okay. with as many as nine criteria. Stuff like the... I want to read these to the folks that are listening, because the, this is the first of a few here. Factors in determining a green rating for a provider. So it does not publish false content, presents information responsibly, regularly corrects and clarifies errors. Uh, CNN? I think they should have a red flag against them because this is, they've continually, post continually posted false information. Russiagate. How many news agencies went on this Russiagate thing? <laughs> so then, oh man, let's just continue on with it here. Stability of journalists or telling apart news from opinion. Next three bullet points. Handles the difference between news and opinion. Avoids deceptive headlines. Uh, website discloses ownership and financing. What? Uh, okay. I think uh, we should be looking elsewhere of who's actually wrong in this particular case. Name a couple. So who are the champions in being as green as you can get? The New York. Three more real quick. Clearly labels advertising. Reveals who's in charge. Site provides names of content creators. Times or the Washington Post with a perfect record for all nine categories. Despite having been caught for publishing lies and it wasn't a one-off, NewsGuard will tell you they're nowhere near being repeat offenders. Now, someone would definitely call that fake news. So technically, what makes the alerts switch from green to red or vice versa? We use humans, not algorithms, to identify unreliable news because we believe our work should be done with transparency and accountability. I uh, knew it. It's up to human beings paid on job. Oops, one of NewsGuard's biggest investors, formerly of the Wall Street Journal, was blamed for turning out fakes. The Bam. NewsGuard advisory board is also worth having a look at. It features esteemed men like the former director of the CIA and NSA, the first secretary of Homeland Security in the Bush administration, Barack Obama's former undersecretary of state for public mm. diplomacy. By the way, Richard Stengel once said, I'm not against propaganda. Every country does it and they have to do it to their own population. And I don't necessarily think it's that awful. With these folks running okay. the show, it's pretty easy to guess if RT falls into the red or green territory. There we go. So go download that. Download it, try it out. I don't think I want you guys on my computer at all. I'm sorry. Probably malware infested. Sends all your privacy information to them. Crazy. So this gets to the point where if you did download this, Everything that's red, make that a trusted source. Everything that's green, don't trust it. It's everything's backwards, folks. I had to see this for myself because 
you know, I know Alex Jones can blow some things out of proportion, but when I saw this, I was like, holy crap. Unbelievable. <laughs> Carrie in the chat, or excuse me, Terry, <laughs> if people would stick to K2D4 and people we know who are safe, then we, then we are good. Stick with the Patriots and we know who they are and we are fine. Again, yeah, don't even trust my word for it. Do your own research. You know, I don't always get everything right. I try to cover it to the best of my ability. I'm not here to deceive anybody. I don't have any fake agenda or anything like that. Unlike CNN, right? I was close. But it's that thing, too. You got to use your internal guidance system and see what feels right. All right. So with that, let's do one more and we'll get the heck on out of here. All right. I've, I was actually saving this one for a while. And I want to make sure I covered it here before we, uh, or it gets too old. This is on the Daily Mail. Shocking video shows Arizona police officers forcing their way into a home to remove an unvaccinated toddler who had a 105 degree fever after a doctor reported his parents to authorities. The officers were called to a home to check on a two year old boy with a high fever. The doctor who had seen the boy feared the unvaccinated child had meningitis and reported the parents when they did not take him to the hospital. So here we go. Go to the doctor to find out what it is. Oh, he has this. We need to give him a shot. Parents don't like the shot. All right, the doctor feels like he has to do something, so he reports you to the police. The police come and bust open your door and... It wouldn't be such a bad like thing if I guess they did try to knock nicely at first, but it's like one of those things. If you don't listen to us, we're just going to bust in and take your kid. The article says the child actually had an upper respiratory infection. In the video, the officers from the Chandler Police Department are seen kicking down a door to the home with their guns drawn and holding what appeared to be a police shield as they entered with caution. The officers were, the officers were at the home to remove the two-year-old boy after a doctor reported his family to the Arizona Police Department of Child Safety. The doctor feared that the child had meningitis when he actually had an upper respiratory infection. We got some pictures here on screen. Um, according to ABC 15, the neuropathic doctor said DCS, or told DCS that the child had an uh, had been unvaccinated after his parents brought him in for a checkup in February with a fever of more than 100 degrees. The doctor then told parents to take the child to the emergency room, but his fever broke after the doctor's visit, so they never went. So what's wrong with that? Right? It can happen. When the doctor found out the parents never took the child to the emergency room, he called DCS. DCS then called Chandler Police to check on the child. According to ABC, the boy's father refused let the police inside the home. The officers returned a short time later with a search warrant and forced their way into the home after uh, the family doctor didn't respond, or the family didn't respond to their uh, the orders. State Representative Kelly Town. So she even had, I watched this video. She even admits that it was out of control. Kelly Townsend, who helped get the legislation passed that requires DCS to get a search warrant to remove the child from their home in a non-emergency situation, condemned the incident. After seeing the footage, she told the station that 
This is not the country that I recognize. At what point, who owns, controls, at what point, who now owns control over the child? And it seems like we've given all that to the doctor and the patient, parent no longer has any say or they risk the SWAT team taking all of your children. This is kind of like why you get to the point where you almost fear having kids because, you know, I can't really speak for myself because I never really wanted any, but you start to see it as a, a liability. So it's like, I want to do what's best for the kid. I don't want him to get vaccinated. Uh, I want to give him the best non-brainwashing education I can. Oh, if you don't conform to them, you're not giving them the shots. They're going to come bust your door down. It's crazy stuff. I'm going to play the clip here of the police actually breaking in because this is where it gets pretty damn heavy. Where is it? Here it is. Great. As it buffers up. And who, who would imagine something like this happening? To hey, you? allergy. After this quick sponsor, folks. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, you wake up and, oh, don't come back. And then they take, go get their police warrant, come back, barge in. This is scary stuff. So, here we go. It's the type of scene that looks more like police trying to take down a fugitive. Busting down a door, guns drawn, but no fugitive. Instead, police are looking for a two-year-old believed to have an extremely high fever. State Representative Kelly Townsend says she's troubled by the video. She's played a big role in getting legislation passed, requiring DCS to get a search warrant to remove children from their home in a non-emergency situation. But she says she never thought this would be the result. The doctor crazy. chose to use DCS to remove the child and DCS chose to use the police and the police chose to use the SWAT team. And that is not the country that I recognize. Townsend says this all started back in February when the parents took the two-year-old who isn't vaccinated to a naturopathic doctor for a fever of about 105. The doctor instructed the parents to take the infant to the emergency room, but after the doctor's visit, the child's fever broke, so they never went. After finding that out, the doctor called DCS, which then called Chandler police to check on the child. The father refused to let police into the home. Later that night, cops come in. back with a search warrant. At that point, who now owns Arms drawn, control shields of up. the child? And it seems like we have given that now to the doctor. And the parent no longer has the say, or they risk the SWAT team taking all of their children and potentially the newborn. You can say this is a rare case or whatever. The fact is that this is happening. And the fact that it's happening is pretty damn scary and really makes you... Oh my God, I better fall in line or otherwise they're going to come bust my door down like that. And, you know, you could get shot and if you don't conform to what they say, oh my God. Crazy, crazy stuff, right? All right, let's just end on that note. Like I said, folks, next week we will not be here live. I might, we'll, uh, because I'll be at a conference. If you didn't, if you weren't here earlier in the show, I'll be at a conference, not a UFO conference. I sure as hell wish it was. Uh, Pete will be there. I discussed we're going to do a show with him. We're going to film that probably Monday night. I'm going to see if we can do it live Monday night. If we can't do it live Monday night, we will do it uh, as a pre-record and I'll post it later. I'll probably actually set it to go live at this time on Tuesday, but we'll see how that goes. 
that being said, folks, Dan Holfeld signing out. We'll see you later. Bye-bye. Thanks for listening. Visit k2d4network.com today.